building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Today's startup survival episode is not necessarily about how tactically to survive a startup, but I want to tell my entrepreneurial journey. I recently realized that I've really never told my story on this podcast, and I'm just starting to open up and tell some of the background on LinkedIn and other places. So I'm going to tell you a short-ish version of the story. It's pretty much the definition of startup survival, so (laughs) buckle up. I really never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people say, ooh, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since I was a kid and I had my lemonade stands and I was selling everything. When I was growing up, stability was really emphasized by my dad. He did not go to college and he thought that going to college and getting a really good job was the right path for me. I can't say that I had the most stable childhood. It was great in a lot of ways, but I definitely bought into the idea that stability was key because it was something that I didn't always have. When I was 23, I started dating my ex-husband. I promise this is coming back to my entrepreneurial story at some point. When I was 24, we got married and I gave birth to our son, Ari. At that time, he really wanted to be an entrepreneur. He was planning to go back to school to get a degree in entrepreneurship. And instead, we decided to start a small business. He actually found these cookie recipes that were for sale out of Buffalo, New York. It was a woman that owned a restaurant and she was selling the restaurant, but she had these cookies that she sold within the restaurant that she always thought could be its own business, but she was ever, never able to make something of it. So we bought the cookies, we had them delivered, we tried them, they were freaking amazing. He flew out to Buffalo and basically purchased these four cookie recipes and learned from this woman how to make them. And we got the name of the company and the logo, Sweet Monkeys, um, which is spelled wrong, which always really bothered me, monkeys with two E's, but I digress. And the logo that I think was made by her son. And we went about trying to make a company from there. The cookie company was really hard. At that point, I was 25. I was an MBA and I was handing out cookie samples at the grocery store. They don't really tell you when you start that in order to get adoption in a grocery store, you have to actually physically stand there and hand them out. I was the grocery store demo lady. I had a baby at home and I was still working full time at that point as well. I really didn't realize when we started how hard it would be to make a profit. In hindsight, it's like, duh, of course, it's hard to make a profit when you're selling $5 bags of cookies versus selling the hundreds of thousands of dollars of services that we're selling now. So hindsight is definitely 2020. I am really grateful that my ex-husband and two of my kids' dad shared that dream with me and showed me that I had it in me to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to hustle selling cookies forever, so I decided to leave the full-time job that I was working in and start freelancing in marketing. 
I had actually started freelancing a bit before I left. I think I had two clients at that time. And it was just starting to be too much working full-time, baby at home, running cookie company, freelancing on the side. So I thought I would give this full-time entrepreneur thing a try. I remember thinking when I started freelancing that I might be poor. Like freelancing is a good way to get poor, or at least that's my impression around freelancing. And in the beginning, I was super right. When I left my full-time job, I was working with a company called Base CRM. I think they were based in Chicago at that time. And they kept giving me more and more hours. It was fantastic. I had built up a decent amount of revenue already and I was feeling really comfortable. I think I had 25 or 30 hours of work a week when I quit my full-time job. Shortly after I quit my full-time job, they took the work that they were giving to me in-house and I was poor, poor. I was doing work for $15, $20 an hour on Upwork. I was using other sites to subcontract for agencies and just getting paid very little. I remember applying for bartending jobs in towns where I really hoped my friends wouldn't see me because I didn't want people to doubt what I was doing. I wanted this entrepreneurship thing to look good, and I didn't want my family and friends to worry about me. I really didn't know when I started my agency that the up and down and up and down roller coaster would last for five freaking years. I think a lot of people would have thrown in the towel during those five years, but I was way too stubborn to quit, so I just kept going. We would get clients, and then we'd lose them, and then I would hire employees, and they would leave. It really seemed like I couldn't crack the code. Every year I was growing just a little tiny bit over the previous year and it was painful, that little tiny bit of growth. A million dollars or more in revenue, which was my initial goal, seemed very, very far off at that time. I really thought about shutting down the company multiple times. I drained my personal savings account and put every dollar that I had into the company twice. I actually hired my ex-husband and we butted heads and our relationship continued to deteriorate while we were working together. It was just hard. And during this time, I was also trying to expand my family. So I had registered to become a foster parent. We went through all the trainings and we ended up fostering three beautiful little girls. The first one was with us for five or six months and her older sister lived with us for a period of time as well. She was four and her sister was probably about 12 at that time. The second was reunified after almost a year. And then the third foster daughter that I had, I adopted when she was nine and that is now my 15 year old daughter. I knew that being a foster parent would be hard, and it would definitely be hard alongside growing a company, but really no one tells you just how hard it is going to be. It's hard parenting children that you you know, have just met and that have been through a lot of trauma. It's hard figuring out how to work with the bio parents, and it's really hard trying to navigate the foster care system alongside all of this. This situation, in combination with trying to grow my company, was honestly enough to drive anyone crazy. Finally, in year six, which was about three years ago, we started to actually grow. We hit a million dollars. I've talked before about what contributed to that. I would say it was mostly, well, one, me getting on LinkedIn and starting to build my personal brand super expanded our reach, and I'm really grateful for that. And two, I hired a salesperson at that time, so it wasn't me waiting around for referrals. I just was not doing as much outreach as I should have, which I know I've talked about before. 
And then COVID happened. And then we had to furlough our team down to 80%. And we lost a ton of revenue. And we haven't gone back to our office since that we're still paying for. It's like you take one step forward and two steps back. And one step forward and two steps back. Now, the company is in year eight and we're still growing. And it's still freaking hard. I still ask myself all the time, am I in this? Is this something that I want to keep doing? And my answer is always a resounding yes, but sometimes it takes me a little bit to get there, to be honest, because we still deal with things like clients leaving or you know, drama between the client and the account team where there's miscommunications and misdeliverables or whatever it may be, and employees leaving. There's no perfect formula to growing a company. So it's hard, but it's a different kind of hard now. The challenges have to do with more money, like we lose bigger and we win bigger. But it's great that the company is not on the verge of going under anymore, like we were in the first five or so years. So that is a very, very short version of my story. To wrap up, I want to tell you a little bit about what I've learned. One is it always takes longer than you think it will. I think we have all become conditioned from, I don't know, social media and these wildly seemingly fast success stories that things happen a lot faster than you think they will. But in all actuality, it takes a lot longer than you think. Like I just said, it took me really seven years of my entrepreneurial journey to get to a place where I felt like we were successful. And I still think we have such a long way to go. The second main thing that I've learned is consistency and persistence are two of the greatest strengths of an entrepreneur. A lot of people think that to be an entrepreneur, you have to be charismatic and hardworking. And and those are true. I mean, I guess you don't have to be charismatic. But I really think that it's the unsexy things, like being really consistent and really persistent. Those are the most important traits of a successful entrepreneur. And third is you can do hard things. This is something that I am trying to teach my children. I'm trying to teach my team. We all have the ability to do hard things if you set your mind to it and you know that you're going to be knocked down and you're going to be responsible for picking yourself back up. And I will continue to share all of the things that I'm learning on this podcast and on LinkedIn and on TikTok now. I've started to post a little bit there, so go and follow me. So that's it. I hope that you have enjoyed my startup survival story. There's a lot more nuance that I can go into on a future date, but I wanted to keep this as short as humanly possible. So if you got value out of this podcast, if this story resonated with you, if you can relate, please share it with one person that needs to hear it. And thank you so much for your time today.